catching you up on what you missed during a long day at work. It's live, local, and loud. Here's Nick and Jerry. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us. Thursday edition, live, local, and loud. He's Jerry Daniels. I'm Nicky Football. Thanks for making our Thursday part of your Thursday. We're going to talk to Brandon Hillwig from UCFSports.com. Coming up here in just a moment, Gus Malzahn finishing up his second full week at the helm of the UCF program and is putting his uh, staff together. You can get in touch, 844-225-5580 on Twitter at GetNickG. And at the Jerry Daniels is where you can find the show. Of course, also in the WDBO and WOKV app. Just click the on demand button. Now on the line, we have Brandon Helwig. He is the helm chief curator, big cheese, and editor of all that. I think UCF you missed Sports. Grand Poobah. He's the Grand well, Poobah. He's officially the publisher, but since that's what he told me he is, I'm going to make him everything else. But <laughs> oh, okay. you can also find him on Twitter at UCFSports.com. And as the most hated person on that site, it's glad to have you here, sir. I always love to have you. Jerry, you're not the most hated person on that site. Uh, oh, you're right. Josh Heupel is past me, you're maybe. Beloved. You're the one of the most beloved figures on that site. I, I, I totally do not agree with that assessment. If you were to give out a award for the most abused member of your website that I gladly pay to join every single year, I have to believe I'm at least a front runner for that annual award. Yeah, if you put it that way, uh, you might be at the top. It's, it's so, all love, though. It's all love. If 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 if, if no one no if, if no one cared, they wouldn't be saying anything. Yeah, because every time I turn around and I leave them alone, every three minutes I get someone tagging me. All right, speaking of hated, <laughs> let's talk about Josh Heupel. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> that is the segue. <laughs> uh, Josh Heupel, you guys seem to have gone from the doldrums to the holiday at this point. It looks like you guys have quite the winner. The fan base seems to be all in on Gus Malzahn, despite the fact that there's already a Facebook group that says fire Gus Malzahn, it seems like you guys have a winner. Yeah. You know, I, I've not heard of that Facebook group, but just, just kind of, you know, take a step <laughs> back just to a, co- a couple months ago and just kind of think about the state of the UCF fan base. I mean, this has been a depressing year for everybody just because of COVID and, and nothing's the same and attending games and no tailgating and all this stuff. It just, it was just one of those things that just, you know, a lot of people just want to get this past us. But, you know, UCF obviously had, you know, huge aspirations to kind of get back to, to where they were in, in 17 and 18 and, and competing for a conference championship and getting to a New Year's Six Bowl. And, and you know, that didn't quite happen. Uh, you know, I guess there's reasons for that. And, you know, things had kind of sort of been tracking downward. Although, you know, the expectation of, you know, a lot of UCF fans are like, you know, UCF has to win every single game or else. So it's kind of been the mentality of people since the 17 and 18 season. I know that's not realistic, but, you know, things were kind of trending downward under Coach Heifel. And, you know, it's like I said, terrible year just with COVID and opt-outs. And then you get to that bowl game against BYU down in Boca Raton and just got, you know, slaughtered pretty much by BYU. was not competitive at all. And so it was just kind of a depressing time. Recruiting was kind of lagging, uh, you know, for being in the middle of Florida, uh, you know, really the recruiting, you know, the central part of the hottest, biggest state for recruiting in the nation. Uh, UCF was also signed a recruiting class that only signed five out of 21 players were from Florida. I mean, I mean, that's, that's not the end of the world. I mean, obviously, you know, you talk about McKinsey players, 
you know, that have played for UCF came from out of state, but that, that's just kind of weird. And, you know, a lot of fans were kind of discouraged about that. So it was kind of, you know, kind of, a, it was going to be like a depressing spring kind of, you know, just no one was excited anymore. And just, you know, a lot of people were getting negative about coach hype. Why? I mean, I wasn't part of that group that, you know, they kind of believed that I, you know, I, I think there was still an opportunity to kind of get back to where UCF was. But, you know, when everything happened, like it did so suddenly, you know, Danny White leaves and then, oh, my gosh, she's taking Josh Heupel with them. I mean, you know, just you just, it's just you got to take a breath. I mean, every, you know, Gus Malzahn and down Orlando. is a probably a factor, too. I got, I got to believe McCann. I mean, everybody knew it was coming, but, but that's part yeah. of the transition, too. Yeah, and people were just, you know, McKenzie leaving, which we I kind of expected. I mean, it was just kind of – everyone was kind of down in the dumps, but – but now everyone's excited. They, they, they like it, Coach. You know, they like the fact that Coach – it was kind of funny because uh, a lot of the fans were on the Jeff Levy bandwagon. He's the offensive coordinator at Ole Miss and had been at UCF before. They were all fixated on him and the players, too. And there really was a group of fans trying on. to raise money to give him a private jet to come into town. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just so different. So everything's exciting and new, and you got a coach with personality. They're talking about how they're going to recruit the state. You've got – you know, fiery assistant coaches, everyone's just excited. You know, now there's something to look, to look forward to. And before, everyone, like I said, we're just kind of down in the dumps. It was kind of a, a depressed state of the program. All right, talking about a flip in attitude, bring up Dylan Gabriel. From the not even a goodbye Instagram, which got deleted, to the he's on the Gus bus. This is probably yeah, I mean, the best example of the switcherooey. Yeah, that was that was kind of amazing how that happened. And, you know, we were hearing some of the vibes. You know, a lot of the players who were here with Frost, Frost kind of forged a deeper connection to players that just hypo for, for whatever reason just wasn't able to do it in the same way. You know, a lot of players just felt it was just kind of robotic, no personality, kind of they just – it wasn't – doesn't deem to be genuine and so there wasn't that close close connection with them or dylan gabriel came in he didn't know anything about frost that you know he didn't know anything better but you know he's even you know he's turned it around i think he was upset at first that it wasn't going to be jeff levy but from what all accounts i've heard that he's he's on the gus bus and get it gets along great with the new staff and they're excited now and and you know i think this team you know is way more excited i think the players even that didn't even realize that they're they're way more excited about the relationship they're going to have with this new staff than the, than the relationship they had with the previous ones. All right, so the new UCF football schedule is out. Before we get to your thoughts, I just want to say that I'm really excited that the civil conflict is back! What on the schedule you know, stands out to you? Fake rivalry. Uh, no, it's. I mean, it's it's a real rivalry. I just wanted, I hope the trophy, like, miraculously reappears. You know, that's that's one of the big, big mysteries, you know, you know, who shot JFK, who really shot him and, you know, all these other things, Bermuda Triangle and where is the civil conflict I'm trophy? I'm told you know, that someone in Connecticut knows where the trophy it's is. It's in USF's trophy case. They needed one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing. I mean, we kind of knew who the teams were, just kind of the order of everything. Obviously things, yeah. you know, the, the game that a lot of people are going to circle right away is that opener against Boise State. You know, the Broncos coming all the way from Idaho, coming down to Orlando. It'll probably be on a Thursday or Friday night. That's kind of to be determined. But, you know, that's obviously the the big home game this season. And obviously everyone just answers, like, crossing their fingers. Hopefully this is going to be like a normal football season. You know what I mean? We could pack the stadium, have tailgating, as everyone could look forward to that. Again, everyone's just kind of hoping everything goes well as far as that goes. But that's kind of the game to look forward to. And then 
couple weeks after that Boise game, you know, they go on the road and play at Louisville, you know, and, and uh, of the ACC, of course, they were in the, uh, in the big East. They, you know, the one season UCF was in the big East back in 2013. And a lot of fans may remember that game on a Friday night, you know, made a miraculous comeback in the last minute Bortles for the touchdown pass. And I forget, I think they were ranked seventh or something in the nation at that time, Louisville. And that kind of was, really the game that kind of put UCF on the, really on the national map, so to speak, in terms of being recognized as, you know, a top team. And, you know, at that point became the favorites to win the conference. So that's kind of, if you look at this crazy past, past decade, you know, I know they, they beat Georgia in the Liberty Bowl in 2010, but that's kind of, you know, where the run started in 2013. But yeah, you know, you, you know, you play, you know, it's, it's an eight game conference schedule. They don't have divisions anymore. So you know, not every every team is going to play in you know, the same amount of teams. So for UCF, it's probably just that Cincinnati and Memphis games, which will come back to back in the in the mid to late October. That for them will will kind of decide where things probably will ultimately stand. All right, uh, one more thing I wanted to get to the announcement of the four star recruit from Auburn, the running back Mark Anthony Richards. Um, is this a big get? It seems like this is a big get. Is this something we stole because of a relationship or at least knowledge of Gus Malzahn? Yeah, and I mean, yeah, you, you said it right there. Obviously, he had been at Auburn and, and had a really close relationship with Gus. And, you know, it's just one of those things. He, he's a really prom, really promising player coming out of South Florida. There was a lot of buzz about him when he got to Auburn as a true freshman. Uh, then he hurt his knee and preseason camp, you know, right before the season was going to start in 2019. So that obviously, you know, set him back, was not able to play, you know, his freshman year. And then coming into this season, you know, wasn't, I don't think he was quite a hundred percent earlier in the year. And obviously had a lot of running back talent. He finally got a little bit of playing time towards the end of the season, but obviously with the coaching change and, and, and seeing, you know, the opportunity to play right away to UCF because, you know, UCF, it's wide open. You got Otis Anderson and Greg McRae, the top two rushers from really the past three years, both graduated. And, you know, you don't really have an established returning starter. I guess Pentavious Thompson will be there. Beyond that, there's a bunch of guys who have barely played or haven't really, really played at all. So he's looking at this as an opportunity to come in and come in and make a big impact. And there'll be you know more room for, you know, running backs and, and, you know, playing multiple backs. And, you know, obviously the running game is a big part of Gus Malzahn's offense. So it's a big deal. And, and that's all it's going to be in recruiting. Well, we talk about recruiting and high school players and star rankings, but it's the transfer portal. That's going to become a bigger and bigger part of recruiting. I think you'll see, you know, maybe if you look at 25 players you bring in a year, you know, I think you'll see a lot of schools maybe bring in 18, 19, 20 from high school. And then maybe, you know, five, six or seven may come from the transfer portal. Um. We get a chance every once in a while to talk to Keith Smith. I'll take you out on this. He is just amazed by the alumni uh, out of UCF by the name of Taco Fall. Um, Is the buzz still in town as he tries to get more and more minutes uh, up there in Boston? Is there a Boston fan contingent now as Taco Fall tries to navigate uh, between the G League and the NBA? Yeah, I'm not sure if they, I'm just necessarily at Boston. I know there's a taco fan contingent because, you know, every time he gets in the game, if you're looking at social media, it lights up, always in the game, and people are tweeting, you know, video clips and everything. I think, I think a lot of people are just hopeful he can become more than just kind of that guy at the end of a game when maybe you know, there were times they were shorthanded you know, because of COVID depth or, you know, there's a blowout or something. I think people would like to see him get to a point where he's more of a, you know, a rotation player, someone that plays serious minutes. And that's one thing he's working towards. But I mean, 
He's he's made a nice career. I mean, is is he not like really one of the most popular players in Boston? I mean, to be honest, like just he's the number two the selling jersey. Boston, yeah, I mean, he's really the most popular players in the whole city. Where you rank them all together, you know, all the teams, the pro teams in Boston. So you know, he's made a nice nice little career for himself. You know, I like like I said, I think a lot of people are just hoping he can kind of you know emerge from that stigma of just being kind of that guy they put in at the end and kind of become more of a more of a serious uh, rotation player. It is Brandon Helwig, the man who moderates the, my abuse at UCFSports.com and The Dungeon. If you want to follow him on Twitter, do so at UCF Sports. Brandon, thanks for coming on with us. I know uh, you're a busy man. Hopefully we get you on here uh, before the season kicks off, all right? All right, guys. Thanks. All Take right, care. Brandon Helwig, UCFSports.com. If you're a UCF fan, that's where you go. We'll be back here in a minute on Live Local and Loud. 